all radio radio we make the world better make the world better you are now tuned in to all radio.com where we make the world better Sam Oser, your unconventional journalist, reporting Saturdays at 1.30 p.m., uh, mostly every Saturday. <laughs> uh, so today we do have some special guests, but before we get into that, and turn down the music more, before we get into that, I do have uh, just some things that I think you should be aware of that happened this week. So if you are familiar with Julian Assange, Julian Assange was a co-founder of WikiLeaks and he published (laughs) leaks from whistleblowers exposing how the U.S. does a lot of war crimes. He has been in solitary confinement for almost a decade now. And this week, the U.K. High Court uh, overtoned a ruling and Basically, he's getting extradited to the U.S. to face espionage charges. Um, Anybody who is a fan of journalism or journalist in any capacity should be terrified and talking about this more. Um, So I uh, do encourage you guys to look up Julian Assange and follow that. On some happier news, the Kellogg strike is still going <laughs> going really, really strong. Um, so the strike was going and the Kellogg was trying to replace 1,400 union members who were on strike. And, you know, they posted it, the job application online and people flooded the website and shut down the application. I think that's just a real testament to how we can help people in the movement, in the unions, um, without like having to be there, right? Like a lot of these peeper, pe- peepers, people who helped shut down the application website, you know, weren't part of the union, but that was just a nice show of solidarity. Speaking of which, bringing it back home 
tomorrow, if you are free between 12 and 4, there is going to be an event at Bohemios to raise money for the Exxon workers in uh, Beaumont. They have been on strike and have been locked out and are not getting paid. And, you know, they got families and stuff. So if you want to come through to Bohemios tomorrow between 12 and 4 and help raise money for them, that would be awesome. And the very last bit, if you are paying attention to the HISD race, um, I want you to know that Jeanette Garza Lindner, who is running against Elizabeth Santos, uh, has been courting Democratic organizations for endorsements, but she has a lot of donations from Republicans, uh, from white right-wing C-Club PAC, um, and she also has donations from Yes Prep and, and uh, Lee and Teach for America. These are all entities tied to the Waltons. The Waltons have a very specific goal of privatizing schools. And uh, she also has developers all up in her... Um, donors, including David Weekly of Weekly Properties. So um, if you want to vote for Gars and Lindner, I mean, I guess do it. But if you don't like charter schools or privatization, I would say don't vote for her. Today is the last day. We are going to take one more short little music break, and then we're going to get into our interview with the Workers' Defense Project. I thought the ghetto was the worst that can happen to me. I'm glad I listened when my father was rapping to me. Cause back in the days they lived in caves, exiled from the original man and strayed away. Now that's what I call hard times. I'd rather be here to exercise the mind. Then I take a thought around the world twice. From knowledge to form back to knowledge precise. Across the desert that's hot as the Arabian. But they couldn't cave me in. Cause I'm the Asian. Reaching for the city of Mecca, visit Medina. Visions and Nefertiti, then I seen her. Mind keeps traveling. I'll be back after. I stop and think about the brothers and sisters in Africa. Return the thought through the eye of a needle. For miles I fought and I just bought the people. Under the dark skies, on the dark side. Not only there, but right here's an apartheid. So now is the time for us to react. Take a trip through the mind and when you get back, understand your third eye seen already. And we are back. So, um... I don't know if you guys know this wonderful news, but Harris County has made a major win in the labor movement. Uh, Workers Defense Project is here with us today. We're going to talk about the essential workers board. <laughs> we have uh, Sandra, well, always essential campaign organizer. And then we have Yabsira, who is always essential campaign coordinator. So the Workers Defense Project is a statewide member-based org building power for low-wage immigrant workers across Texas. Their education, organizing, and direct services, they are able to empower workers to win fair, safe jobs and become effective advocates for themselves and their communities. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me today. Um, you guys have put in, the, the workers' defense and the essential workers have put in a lot of work to make this board happen in Harris County. Um, so like, I, I really do appreciate y'all coming through. <laughs> um, so before we get started, um, would you guys like to kind of like introduce yourselves like a little bit more and like how you guys are like part of everything and whatnot? You want to go first? Yeah. Um, so oh. my name is uh, Yepsira Adera, and 
Um, I got into Workers' Defense Project because I have a huge passion for uh, social work and advocating for individuals and and groups of communities that do not have uh, right or the ability to advocate for themselves. Hell yeah. Sandra? Hey, um, I'm Sandra Cisneros-Peters. I'm the Always Essential Campaign Organizer with Workers' Defense Project here in Houston. And it's really nice to see you again. <laughs> it's really nice. So for those of you guys who like don't know, Sandra and I do know each other. And like we've been working around in different spaces for like a little while now. Like it's 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 been a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's 2021. It's been like years now. <laughs> <laughs> COVID years is dog years, basically. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so how did the essential workers board like even get started? Like what, what was happening with that? Right. So, uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic, we realized, uh, this thing called the essential workers and, uh, it brought into light how there were many workers uh, in various industries that didn't really have as much right as uh, people in different um, industries and different sectors. Yeah. And so um, when COVID-19 hit, uh, a lot of people went out um, risking their lives to provide for their communities, went out to be able to provide for their own families. And so uh, the COVID-19 pandemic essentially uh, shed light on the disparity that existed between essential workers and those who had the luxury of staying at home and working from home and not having to risk their lives. And like essential workers, um, you know, breaking that down, cashiers, grocery workers, uh, who, who else? Right. So essential workers are, uh, like you said, cashiers, uh, people in the construction industry, retail workers, uh, domestic workers, uh, healthcare workers. Like everybody, yeah, mm-hmm. and also like the Uber Eats workers and right, mm-hmm. um, the gig economy. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so so that highlighted everything. But what like what really got the ball moving for you guys? You want to talk on that? Well, I mean, I think it like really was like the issues that construction workers were facing. Um, Like Yabsito was saying, the lack of health and safety standards, wage theft, and abuses like retaliation and threats weren't like anything new for workers. Uh, But when COVID hit, it really brought all of that to the forefront because it really did, like it spotlighted all the the disparities and how some corporations and developers and even politicians really had no respect for labor or a worker's life. Um, and I had heard from a lot of workers who caught COVID, um, that they were like afraid to even tell anyone because they couldn't miss work because they don't have the privilege of like paid leave. Um, or they were told outright to be quiet because it could shut like the whole site down. Uh, and so other stories shared do involve like wage theft. And I mean, we have workers that are like busting their butts, but then getting the runaround on payday or just not being paid the federally mandated prevailing wage for their craft. And then when they do try to speak out, they get threatened with being fired or placed on another um, job site where the pay is going to be less and even deported. And so that that is like the reality. Um, and it's not just the construction industry and workers defense projects like this is a, a broad sector coalition. Mm hmm. 
So it is, you know, like we have SEIU Texas, Fey Justicia Workers Center, National Domestic Workers Alliance, United for Respect, We Dream in Black, and Jobs with Justice. That's a that's a really nice broad coalition. Like it's it's really see that was what gives me so much just like hope and like fuzzy feelings is just like how people do want to come together to fix things Mm -hmm. so like the what was the process of dealing with the county to get this done what was like the very first step that you guys had to do so um i would say um the process was kind of difficult at first but towards the end um it 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 became um, smooth. I would say at first we would go back and forth with the judge's office uh, and the issue was in regards to like how the bylaws were supposed to be structured. Um, we, The coalition wanted the bylaws to ensure that um, that members had a seat at the table um, and a lot of the issues were in regards to how many members could be on the board, how much, uh, how was the board was supposed to be composed, um, so there's a lot of back and forth, but thankfully at the end we were able to come to an agreement and, and have the bylaws approved and have the board established. So um, whenever you guys organized with the workers for this, were they like excited about it? Were they scared? Like what? Most definitely. I would say uh, the workers were very passionate because this was their story. This was their life, and having the board established would, uh, you know, ensure that they have now rights that they didn't have in the past. So a lot of our workers were very motivated. They were ambitious. Um, they were willing to put the hard work that we that we wanted them to, that they we required them to, in order to, you know, have this board established. Uh, during actions, they they went out. Um, we prepared talking points for them. Um, they were very engaged in the process so that at the end of the day uh you see the outcome we we got the board to be established and workers were a huge part of this well and it was a you we were talking a little earlier how it was a long process you guys started this in summer of 2020 so along the way like what were you guys doing to like organize and build like hype around it so I <clears throat> I think a lot of it was, I mean, it did come out of, like, conversations with workers. And then those workers, like, going out and organizing, like, on their job site. So, like, I just want to give props to that because I think that's, like, super cool. That's, that's a really big deal, and that's very brave. People yeah. have a hard time doing that, and understandably. Um, I would say also um, we had one huge event. Um, we had a public launch. And it was outside of the commissioner's court. And um, this event was to, you know, bring awareness to uh, the importance of the board and having the board established and the implications of that. And so um, the public launch, we had a, right before that, we had a digital uh, escalation moment where we would uh, bring light to the board and, and, and throughout various social media platforms talk about it so that people would have an understanding of what the board is and what it would do. And uh, this huge public launch um, was held I think uh, November 23rd, um, and we had uh, different coalitions come. We had members from uh, SEIU Texas. We had members from um, United for Respect, and we were out there on the commissioner's court uh, advocating for the board, and and members had the opportunity to share their stories and uh, tell why the board is important. 
Nice. Uh, you mentioned them, you know, having to organize at their job site. Was it like an immediate, like people were ready for it or did it take them like some time to get people on board? Well, I mean, I think everyone's different like on how they, they react to it because, I mean, they are like, there's people that are afraid, right? Because yeah. you can get fired or like deported, um and so yeah like it i think it took a little while to like build but like just overall like i feel like there's always been a lot of excitement about like being able to do something like this and like have an actual seat of power Mm -hmm. and so like i don't know i mean i feel like like you can like you can feel that when you're talking to workers like they're like pumped for it and like ready and so it makes me excited <laughs> I mean that is really exciting it it, it is because like so so many times we get a sense of isolation and that there's nothing we can mm-hmm. do about it but this is a story of like we can actually do something about it mm-hmm. so you know right now the board has been made but you guys like aren't in like voting or doing anything yet what what's where are you guys with it right now Right now, um, we are in the process of establishing um, the website and the online application process Mm -hmm. uh, for members to apply and and be part of the board. Um, So we're getting that done right now. But in the coming months, uh, we'll have the members uh, ready for the board. And then June will actually be the month of orientation. And that's when the board will uh, will have its first meeting. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, so I think people should keep that in mind. Like, when the application goes live, like, if you are tired of being abused, tired of having your rights violated, um, like, because I, I feel like, like, workers really saw, like, when the pandemic hit, how the government was basically saying, well, not basically, they did say, that the economy was more important than their health and their life. Yeah. But, like, I think, like, workers inherently know, like, the power that their labor holds. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see it. Like, if labor just, like, is, like, uh-uh, like, puts hands up and is, like, hell no, or, like, stopping, like, that will grind shit to, the, like, a stop. And so, like, that's, like, really potent well we're already seeing some of that you know with Mm -hmm. the quote-unquote labor shortage you know it's like people aren't paying enough and they're calling it a labor shortage when it's Mm -hmm. actually you know a pay shortage we're already seeing a sort of seed of a general strike Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh my god there's so many strikes going on there's so many yeah (laughs) i like that's what i look for like every day i'm like okay what's happening um and like other states and yeah (laughs) it's it's good it's good shit like it really is it's heartwarming it is (laughs) it it is like every day i'm seeing like a different strike Mm -hmm. and like in 2020 there were some strikes the most like um prominent strike that comes back to my memory there was um ship channels all along the west coast that had shut down Mm -hmm. and i had heard about it like two months after it happened and i was like why was this buried so in the news cycle i was like oh gee i wonder why Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah they don't want us to know no they don't (laughs) so for this application process you know this is in harris county so that that's, that's a very big pool so anybody listening in like pasadena katie any parts of it like 
they can apply or like right. how does that work mm-hmm. because there's parts of pasadena that are harris county right like yeah considered yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, like uh, Harris County goes down, like even down to like Clear Lake to where mm-hmm. like Baybrook is. And I'm not sure like how far up north. I know Woodlands too. So it encompasses just all of that. So anybody listening who's not in the inner loop, like this is for you too. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there any sort of vision for like Galveston County or like wh- is there anything that um, can be helped for people outside of Harris County at the moment? Um, right now, it's uh, the board um, is for the Harris County. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the future, we're hoping that this huge monumental win would further motivate other counties um, across Texas, but also uh, across the nation to, you know, have another board that would advocate for workers. Well, and I think it's important too, is like you guys are building like the stepping stones right. for this. So if anybody listening who is outside of Harris County, that's like, this needs to happen. There's already tools and there's already more or less a structure that can be helped with. And I think that's really important to note because there's like, there's already a seed. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're hoping that the Harris County always essential workers board could be used as a template for other cities and counties across um, across the country um, as a resource. Especially in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, especially. So with that said, though, so like structurally, this entire thing is run by the oligarchs, right? Like the power dynamic is very tilted in their favor. You know, we have this board and this board's important and it's going to serve a good purpose. But what does that look like when, like, dealing with this with this apparatus that it's part of? So, I, I would say um, the, the members on the board uh, have background in, as essential workers. So it's like they're taking the power back. Um, you know, they're they're making they're they're having the input on the policy that should be established to help um, you know future workers. And so. Um, they're taking the power back from the oligarchs and from those who are uh, the officials on top, and they're saying this is what needs to be done. They're um, having their voice be heard and also um, speaking up for those who can't speak up for themselves. Um, we we mentioned a little bit earlier, but like how? Well, I mean, it's a little bit earlier before we started recording. How how do how is the board like ensured that essential workers are and will be? On the board so um, in the bylaws um, there there are various statues and, and um, uh, points made to ensure that um, the board is going to be uh, composed of uh, individuals who have you know background experience as essential workers mm-hmm. so the bylaws uh, you know sets a stage of you know kind of protection and supporting the idea that it's just going to be you know led by members and not by any kind of uh, ruling official. That's that's really important. Like, a lot of the times, especially, like, I know I'm very guilty of it, too, is, like, when I think of electoral stuff, I don't think about um, the importance of bylaws and how this can be used as a tool to ensure that um, 
<laughs> you know, it, it stays the way like it needs to be, and that there isn't like any funny business. Right. It's kind of like um, I would say like a, a checks and balances. You know, um, the bylaws just supports um, workers and, and members, and it prevents any kind of official from jumping in and uh, implementing their own idea or, or authority over the workers. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. You have anything to add to that, Sandra? Um, well, just basically that, like, yeah, like, it was all built into the bylaws to make sure that this wasn't going to be a space for, like, employers or developers or corporations, and that's why, like, it's so exciting because it's, like, going to be worker-led. Like, they're going to go in, they're going to know, like, what the issues are that they experience on the job, and then, like, work solutions from that. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a short little music break, and we'll be right back. Says God, I thank you. Might be a nerd to you, but to God, he is beautiful. You're playing this just okay and your singing ain't good enough Probably can make my body jump Everybody on their feet Don't really mean much to me If you can make my spirit leap Okay, you got a degree Musician officially Know your craft on to a T Awesome speaker publicly Lovely, good job Personally to you from me But when I'm down and out and going through What can you do for me? Nothing to you, it don't make no sense But I don't need no pretty music Man, I need some substance Actually, that noise that you're making is annoying I don't need no poetry I need the annoying Cause God uses the foolish things of the world Found the wise Forget what you heard with this all saw with your own eyes the love of the world Give him glory, give him reverence Let no flesh in no glory in his presence We found the right to but God has chosen things which are not to bring to not the things that are. So forget who you are and submit the power to the ruler, Lord of all. Cause in this show there is no stop. Without God, you ain't nothing. nothing. It don't matter how much you know. Only God makes you something. something. He wants to take filth and make it valuable. Give him the glory that is This is D. Elohim. 
and Professor Justice, and we are Nation, Nation with, with No Flag, flag. your headquarters for hip hop, politics, and everything black. Catch us Thursdays at 12 noon and 7 p.m. on All Real Radio. Bright moments. Bright moments always come back vivid. The fifth grade was epic. Citywide test pressure. The pre-crack era. Mr. Showman, what a prick. Attitude matches wardrobe. Uglier than sin. This is Best Star 82. Ninth floor, three tiny rooms, one view. Bucktown, Roosevelt House. They green grass is green, our green grass is brown. Shots rang, my phone wasn't touched on. Heavy beef in the street, ET had to flee. Great heavens, good grief. Hungry bellies, bright gold on their teeth. The windows on the ab look like sad eyes. The fixed sharp gaze on you when you pass by. And if you dare to stand, you can see him cry. You can watch him scowl, feel him prowl. While in steady sizing every inch about you. Fast math measuring what you amount to. The laughter. The number roll, the song of songs, the book of dreams Ends don't meet where the arms can't reach Mean streets, even when it's free it ain't cheap Ongoing saga, terminal diagnosis Basic survival requires super heroics No space in the budget for a cake It's when you gotta fly by night to save the day Crash landings routinely happen Some survive, others never rise from the ashes Watching asphalt and observing the Sabbath Creates an ecstatic and there you have it From teenage love, praying in tongues Strange fruit, body boots and native drums From hence I come, so here we go Signs and wonders all along the road Some lies open, some lies closed Some stretches roll with no lines at all Some riders don't know what they ride for on the wheel and their mind is gone Wherever you ride, whatever you lane This road called life is a beautiful thing And we are alive in amazing times Delicate hearts, diabolical minds Revelations, hatred, love and war And more and more and more and more And more of less than ever before It's just too much more for your mind to absorb It's scary like hell, but there's no doubt We can't be alive in no time But now It's just another shot to the heart It's just a short shot in the dark It's just another place in the stars Wonders on every side Life in marvelous times Life in marvelous times hey! You can feel it all over the world. Feel it, spirit rise everywhere. And we are back. So, you know, you mentioned that there were, uh, like, I mean, it was a lot of meetings to get this board to go through <laughs> meetings with who on what like what what was all that so the coalition met with uh, judge hidalgo's office in regards to the bylaws uh, in order to approve the bylaws 
everyone that was involved must come to an agreement in regards to, uh, you know, the board, how it's supposed to be composed, how many members are supposed to be on the board, and so on and so forth. So um, the difficult part was having everyone's interests met uh, and having what everyone um, desired to have on the bylaws approved. Uh, so we had a lot of back and forth with the judge's office um, and a lot of, you know, some of the county officials uh, wanted the bylaws to be a particular way and the coalition wanted to be structured a different way. So it was a lot of uh, back and forth with the judge's office, but thankfully it worked out at the end. Yeah, that was like a whole like year and a half right. worth. What was some of like the major pain points of um, trying to agree to like meet in the middle for the the bylaws were like two of them that were particularly hard to like iron out um i would say uh like how many members should be on the board for example like having two members for you know construction industry having two members and then going back and changing it to three uh, this was like you know some of the examples same yeah. thing with the other coalition um national domestic workers uh, national domestic workers association uh, wanting a particular number to be on the board and the judge's office saying it should be a different kind of number. So like just going back and forth and approving and confirming how many members each coalition uh, should have on the board. Like, so to me, that's kind of, you know, weird because if we look at like tax increment reinvestment zones and other Houston boards, they have up to like 20 members on a board. Why, what was the... um what was the resistance with the with the number? Like, what was the the reasoning? It seems pretty arbitrary to me. But did they give like a reason? Um, the reasoning behind that, uh, they just wanted it to be equal. They didn't they didn't want to have one uh, coalition uh, to have more than the others. Ah, okay. So it, it was, was coalition based. Coalition based. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. That that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> how long did it take to like, I mean, that's just one part of mm -hmm. the bylaws. How long did it take to kind of get that ironed out and agreed upon? I would say a year and um, a couple months. Just on like the numbers of like the coalition stuff? Uh, that was, I would say that took about like a couple months, but then mm -hmm. like just ironing out, like you said, the whole bylaws, uh, you know, specifying like what essential workers mean. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, the whole ironing out process um, took about a year and a couple months. Dang. Um, and, and Sandra, you were uh, talking about, like, trainings and social media trainings. And these were trainings for the workers. Mm -hmm. And what were they training on? Yeah, so there were, like, along the way with the meetings with Harris County. Because, like, I, I don't want it to seem like this was just a Harris County, like, um like the commissioner's court or the judge like I don't want to make it seem like it's their win because the workers were like strategizing like all along the way um and so we did have like multi-sector coalition meetings and to um focus on like what were the issues and what do we or like what do the workers want out of this board um and then there was other like trainings like lobbying power mapping so you can like figure out like who to who's going to be your target um and then there was other things like social media training so that was like a super like to me i think that was like way like that was like really really critical and 
I'm just going to say more, like, I don't know. I don't want to say more important, but, like, I really feel, like, I feel like the workers, like, had, like, like, were the, the driving force behind Well, no, that, that is super important because, like, the electoral space is useless without community because the electoral space is already owned by the oligarchs. And if the, the workers aren't driving it, then, then, like, what's the point, you know? But they were really driving it, and that's mm-hmm. good. That's So what were some of the trainings that, like, stood out to you the most that um, you think or workers said that they got, like, the most out of? So I think it was probably the power mapping because, I mean, it's, like, it's always tricky to figure out, like, who is going to be your target. Like, who is going to be the one that can get you what it is you're demanding, and so, like, because there's, like, always so many, like, it's, like, tentacles of all kinds. Like, like power mapping uh, elected officials, power yes. mapping employers. Okay. Yeah, elected officials. Because we had to look at, like, so who's going to be the target? Like, who can, like, help us get this win? Yeah, there's a lot of different layers. Did you guys mm-hmm. use, like, little sis, like, the allographer, uh, allographer tool, or, like, how, what was the method in that y'all were doing? No, what is that? Oh, my gosh, little sis is the best. Okay, so we're all familiar with Big Brother or Wellian, whatever. Little sis is an online website where um, it's just power maps upon power maps, and they have an allographer tool where you can input information and connect the dots to people um and you can just make an account for free use the tool for free um and like make very visual interactive power maps they have power maps on the national level outlining (laughs) so like they had some of my favorite maps is showing how uh staffs for different uh senators and how they are lobbyists for different places like even staff members for elected officials are lobbyists and little sis power maps someone power mapped it and it highlights that and it's very good for you know local stuff too like what you're talking about so what tool were you guys were you guys using a tool or were you guys just like we were just like going old school with Google Doc and like dropping the names in and like drawing yeah. the line on the Google Doc. Okay, there's something amazing to be said about Google Doc, though. Like, it's amazing. Google Docs is the king. Like, I don't know. Like, every organizers I've ever met, like Google Docs is king. Like. I don't, I don't know how else. Like, no, it is. Sometimes <laughs> I get mad. I'm like, okay, look, I just sent you this. And then like, I'm on the dock and I'm like, okay, why is their name not popping up? They need to look at this. <laughs> yeah. But no, now I want to use that website that you're talking about. It's, it's really, it's, excuse me. It's a very, um, powerful tool. Like it's, and then like being able to see the map, it's a little tedious cause you know, you're inputting information, but I mean, you're going to have to input it somewhere mm-hmm. anyway. Um, how exciting that's. So for the, so what's interesting about like power mapping our electoral system is like people are so unfamiliar with our government and like the different departments and the different layers. Um, so whenever the workers were like learning about this, was there anything that was particularly striking to them? 
Um, yeah. Or to you. No, yeah, because they um, kept trying to go back to Houston and the mayor. And it's like, no, 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 we're like, this is going to be separate. It's separate from that. So they kept thinking mayor, mayor, mayor. And they weren't like, I, I think a lot of people, and I know I wasn't like, and it's, you know, <laughs> until I learned about it, but like, they're not really like familiar with the like Harris County Commissioner's Court, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, like, how it works and how it can actually, like, create ordinances and rules and regulations and... What... Could could you help fill us in on, like, some of, like, what you learned about the Harris County Commissioner's Court? Because I'm sure a lot of people listening don't even know either. Um, just the way that the districts are cut. Like, uh-huh. yeah, like, that's why whenever someone says, oh, is this, you know, like, suburb going to be a part of it? I'm like, wait, wait, I'm going to have to, like, look because, like, the way it's, like, like, the districts are cut, like, the redistricting and all of that, like, yeah. that was, yeah, really surprising. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome that you mentioned that because, you know, we always think of just, like, gerrymandering mm-hmm. on, like, a state scale, but this is on a county scale, which... Yeah how evil and it's it's so and it's the exact way like the cut like it's like it's all like yeah it, it kind of reminds me of like you know your city council members uh-huh. um each member represents a particular area of houston yeah the same way with the commissioner's court and members on the board they represent a particular part of houston as well makes sense yeah, yeah. but like, it, it's always fun like how they decide to cut it mm-hmm. like yeah yeah um so one of the things uh it's a huge issue is wage theft with um employers just being like oh well i'm just not gonna pay you (laughs) and like nothing gets done about it um so what are you hoping like to see around that what are some examples which with wage theft happening around here like well to, to yeah to preface it a little bit um the construction industry is one of the deadliest industries in Texas, and one in three workers die every day. Damn. Um, and uh, 70% of the construction industry is made up of immigrants, and 50% are undocumented. So when talking about wage theft, it's, it's, it's very difficult for people to you know speak up uh, out of fear of retaliation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because that's what they tell them. Like, they will get, they'll just fire them. Yeah. Um, so, with this board, like, what are you guys hoping to see uh, around that? And, um, you know, the, again, can you speak on, like, the U, the UH, uh, the wage stuff that's happening there? And, like, once this board is actually actively rolling, like, what are we hoping to see implemented? Well, I think um, with, like, the U of H campaign, so what we're, and this is another, like, action. Uh, if people want to join Workers' Defense Project, next year in, probably in February, we're going to start construction site outreach again. Um, we had to stop because of COVID. But, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I feel like it's it's going on in all kinds of industries yeah 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 no it's it goes on forever and like i you know i always see like these posts online where it's like some millionaire billionaire you know steals like or does something and they get no 
they, they steal money from workers and they get no um, consequences at all. And then, like, some employee will steal, like, 20 bucks and they right. face, like, 30 years in jail or something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a, a real testament to just, like, the power structure or p- power structure in general. Um, yeah. Are you going to add something? Yeah. Um, you know, I was just going to say um, workers' rights is human rights. And that's something that the board is going to be focusing on is that uh workers uh are given you know respect that their dignity is is protected uh and so in the terms of like wage theft we we're gonna work to ensure that people are paid what they worked for nice 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 <laughs> we're gonna take one more music break and we'll be right back guys Second time on 65, roll up and pass the chain. Got my thumb out on a dusty road for anybody heading south. If he's down and out, have you ever been down and out? Not a penny left to 
would come and get you, but gas is too hot. I've been blowing all day and my ass is too hot. Got me hiding out, can't enjoy the blue skies. Hey, you seen one, you seen them all. Can't beat them all, take a loss, shake it off. Live to see them all, they didn't already cut the cable off. And I done spent my last on this power ball. Light man, please don't cut the power off. I try to hoop to take my mind off work. Wind up hurt, no cash in my pocket, trying to buy me a shirt. Can't believe I wait so long in this line just to get up to the counter and find my car to decline. But I done been there. It's all a part of the grind. I public schools is daycare and the child's left behind. Every time I ride, nights till it's daytime. If my car break down, I'm catching a great hand. Seen it all from the campus to the hood From Santa County Jail for not doing what I should But even at my lowest, they're my family, they stood From when I sold pieces to the people that I love Running these streets when I should be with my girl I had the opportunity to fly to Iraq It's hard seeing them soldiers know that soul won't make it back And then I see the hood and know the surface and the scratch When most of us don't understand the pride in being black We think even the real is toting guns and selling crack But really that's the reason why most of us held back I'ma tell you for a fact, I always say I'm blessed Cause Africa is full of little children who got less Get my ties to the church, don't care if it's my last If my car break down, it mean I'm going too fast Now ask yourself up this last bit if you missed this interview uh what like the bulk of the interview with worker workers defense project don't worry i will be uploading it to spotify google podcasts pocket casts uh if you just uh, look up unconventional journalists it'll be there um they'll probably be there later tonight uh yeah so (laughs) what are some last things that coming out of this you really need people to know like you know we have this essential workers board it's the first of its kind in its nation that's great but what what do you need people to know 
So I think that like once the workers board is formed and it's like it's rolling, I think it's going to be critical that the community is engaged with the workers board. Right. And there's like a lot of transparency so that like all of these issues um, are brought there to the workers board. And so that, you know, politicians see that this board is um, backed by the people and it has the support and this is what, you know, is needed and wanted. Like, I think that's going to be super integral so that the board isn't just, you know, recommending something and it goes nowhere. Like, it, like I think with everything that we do, it always has to be backed by, like, the people. Yeah, it can't... Well, so, so many times in these electoral spaces, it becomes a dog and pony show, right? And what I keep emphasizing to folks is, like, the electoral spaces are useless without community because the oligarchs own the electoral spaces. So for a community to be getting involved with the board, like what could that look like? So, and and so this is just some thoughts that I have because the workers board is like the workers that are sitting on the board are going to be the ones that are really like directing and guiding and, and um, doing all of that stuff. Hell yeah. But like, I don't know, I, I feel like... If someone, you know, like a worker is experiencing abuses and health and safety violations, wage theft, all of these things, I think that the workers board is going to be like a really good place to take that. So we don't know like how that's going to look yet, right? Like would it be a hotline? Are you contacting someone, telling them like what's happening? Um, But yeah, I think that um i would personally like to see uh like town halls and listening sessions where community can come in and be like this is what's happening to me like how can i organize and like change it so that's kind of how i see it (laughs) yeah no that that would be be great and for anybody listening you know it's it's on its way right and as soon as there's like an actual process like i will ask workers of defense to come back and (laughs) we will outline what it is it actually looks like so when you're at work whether it's the grocery store whether it's construction retail whatever it is you do there is a way for you to back up and be involved with this uh essential workers board um so yeah stay stay tuned on that and let's like plot world domination together (laughs) (laughs) no just kidding but (laughs) i mean (laughs) low-key just kidding So what what else does the Workers' Defense Project do? You guys cover a lot of different areas. Right. So the Always Essential Campaign is just one uh, aspect of the work that we do. Uh, Workers' Defense Project uh, focuses on immigration at the national level. We focus on um, educating our members uh, about the various policies that affect them. Uh, we focus on training our members to you know become leaders in their communities so that they can better advocate for themselves. Um, and the people uh, living around them. And so uh, those are just some of the things that we do at uh, Workers' Defense Project. And for more information, um, you guys can visit us at www.workersdefense.org to learn more about the various actions that we have um, besides the Always Essential campaign. Nice. And uh, how can people get involved? Um, is there any like active actions happening like right now that people could be like, oh, I want to do that right now? And then how can they get involved? 
I would say just follow up with us online, on social media, on Facebook. Whenever we have actions, uh, we have um, a Facebook live stream. And so um, follow us up online to get to know when the dates are going to be happening for the actions and how you can get involved. We'll have more information on our Facebook, Twitter, or on our website. Yeah. And we also have, um, so I like, I like doing this, so <laughs> I'm going to bring it up. Do it. But we have, um, we have monthly meetings for, you know, like all the members in Houston. And then we also have comites, like, so we have different committees mm-hmm. and those are on different nights of the week, like every two weeks. Um, and those are like good spaces to like come in and be able to like strategize in. So, so like if you know there's a new person like listening and they're just like well I don't even know what committee I want to be on I'm not a member I can't even get involved like could they like get involved could they just like get into a committee meeting and be like I'm new what do I do yeah um I can I'll I'll leave my my phone number and then because that's how I communicate with people anyway I mean if you want to do that (laughs) go for it no like weirdos that are going to be stalking now No, but like I, I, that's how I, whenever I go out and talk to people, I always give my phone number. So it's the easiest way to communicate. There um, go. And that way you can get the invitations out. We can add you to our chat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for those of you listening, um, like just message me at Sam the Mullet and I can get you uh, connected straight to, to uh, Sandra. Um, well, I mean, we're coming to the end of our bit. Um, we've already said like last things, but. Any anything else that you know we didn't cover, or any last thing that you need people to know? I just want to give props uh, to Risha at SEIU Texas. Hell yeah! Okay. Oh, so you know her? No. To know, but I oh, love you giving don't? props okay, to people. Okay. I just have to because know her. If you meet her, you will love her. Uh huh. She is amazing, and yeah. So I learned a lot from her. So I just want to give a, a shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Um, and lastly, what I would like to say is, you know, the bylaws would not have been approved and the board would not have been established had it not been the cooperation that uh, that we were able to work with um, the judge's office. So shout out to Vanessa Toro at the judge's office. Shout out to Judge uh, Lena Hidalgo for making this possible because without them, this would not be um, established. Exciting. Yes. All right, folks, if you missed this interview, I will be uploading it to Spotify, Google Cast, Pocket Cast, wherever wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Just look up Unconventional Journalist. And just a final reminder, tomorrow at Bohemios between 12 and 4, there is going to be a fundraiser for the Exxon workers who are striking in Beaumont and um, they aren't getting paid. They've been locked out and they're striking for workers' rights. So uh, you should come through if you can. Um, that's, that's it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>